Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. Read this together. I'm gonna, this is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God breathed. I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out. So I should never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is the word of God and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm always excited. I, I have to, sometimes I try to turn my excitement down, but I, I, I just won't do that anymore because um, we're hearing testimonies, you know, celebrating on birthdays, just celebrating life, and that is so good. Uh, in spite of what we are growing through or going through, the challenges that are in our lives and everything, when we can still show up and have a smile on our face, no matter what's going on, that's a reason to celebrate. That's a reason to celebrate. We have a foundation scripture, and it's Luke 22, uh, verse 42 through 43 in the NIV. And it says, Father, if you are willing, this is Jesus talking to God. He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And 43 says, then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. You know, um, sometimes we're, we're asking God to take things away from us. And, you know, these are things, sometimes they're going to strengthen us. They were, they were allowed. Um, Jesus knew the why, yet the what was a lot. The what was the crucif crucifixion. It was a lot. It was a lot, but he knew the why, and I'm looking out here at the why. When I look in the mirror, I see the why. The why is you and I. The what was a lot, but the why was you and I. So Jesus had to finish it, and he did it. He finished it, and he said, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Even though the what seems hard, it seems difficult, it seems like a lot, remember the why. Remember why you started. Remember the why. Sometimes we get focused on the what. The what being a lot. The situation, the circumstance, but you have to remember the why. The why is attached to your purpose. The why is what God, um, the why is your purpose. So let's pray and then we're going to get into this message. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for this time that we've come together, Lord God, to fellowship with you in the, in the midst of everything that we got growing, that we're growing through, Lord. I just pray, Lord God, as I decrease, you will increase, Lord. Speak through me, Lord God, so that your people will hear everything that they need to hear. I pray, Lord God, that the word is uncompromised, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, as they hear that they will receive every single thing that they need so they can apply it to their lives today. I thank you, Lord God, that no one will leave here the same way they came, if they are willing, Lord God. And I just thank you, Lord God, that they will be set free and delivered and on fire for you. Lord God, I thank you that this is a movement. This is not a time to sit. This is a time to move towards you like no other time before. And Lord, I pray for every person that um, has any situations, whether it's grief, whether it's healing, whatever the situation is, I thank you, Lord God, right now that they're being delivered right now while they're sitting and hearing my voice. And I thank you, Lord God, for it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes 7 and 8, 7 um, verse 8, we're going to read from the New King James Version, and it says, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. The end of a thing is better than the beginning. When I was looking at that, I was like, um, well, you know, we can't see the end. We can see the beginning because the beginning is where we are. So the beginning to me is a what? The end is a why. Why did you begin? And every time we think about um, the beginning, sometimes we can get stuck. 
we can get stuck right there and we can continue to revert back to the beginning when God wants us to move forward and he wants us to grow through these things. He doesn't want us to get stagnant because we see that the beginning is little. The beginning is small. The beginning, sometimes we think the beginning ain't, we ain't worthy of the beginning because we want the big, we want the end. We want to finish strong, but then we give up in the middle of it or in the midst of it. Then we, when someone attacks our character, then we, we're all out of pocket. When someone attacks your vision because you're the one that told them what your vision was and because they don't understand your vision, then you shut it down. You shut down your own vision. But I want to talk about Joseph. Now, as I was going through this and last time I was with you, we talked about Joseph. I think Joseph is a good example because he had so many things going on with him. Um, it started from his family. Of course, we're in family matters, so his family mattered to him. They, his brothers tried to kill him. We as believers in, in this new era, in this entitled world, and the situation and circumstance that we're in, we get mad because someone in our family said something, um, didn't do something, didn't say something, you know, and things like that. And when we get into that situation, we don't want to go around them anymore. We don't want to have nothing to do with them anymore. They're our family. And when, when I told God one day, I said, um, I said, I don't know what's going on in this family, but I believe in the stork, and I believe somebody dropped me off in the family that I'm in because there's no way these people are my people. You know, they saying and doing, and I'm just sitting and watching. And then God told me, he says, well, if you continue to look at the what and not remember the why, then you're going to be bitter and not better. And the title of this message is Be Better, Not Bitter. You know, looking at the what can make you bitter. But when you focus on the why, you can be better. Your family needs you to be better and not bitter. God did not make a mistake when he put you where he put you. And every time we complain about something that they doing, something that they're not doing, something that they did, something they said, then we're, we're getting bitter. And, and we're not being a benefit to anyone in the family that God placed us in. Now, Joseph, um, Joseph uh, answered the why and the what without ever being questioned. Nothing in his heart. I, was, I searched the scripture because I was like, all this stuff they did to him, I know he was telling them off. I know he was showing out on them. I know he felt some type of way, but it was never, it was never recorded in the word. So that leads me to believe that he stayed the course. He understood his assignment. He loved his family. He knew God placed him there. He didn't try to take this cup. He didn't try to move from it. He stayed the course, and he loved his family. No matter what they did, no matter what they said, and that's how God wants us to be. He placed us where he placed us. He did not make a mistake. He did not make a mistake. So you have to focus on the why. Why are you where you are? His whole, his siblings tried to kill him. They wanted to, people talking, your family members talking about you. But his siblings tried to kill him. Just, just take a moment and just think on that. Your family said, your family members said they don't like how you dress. They don't like how you wear your hair. They don't like because you, you said something about them. But his family tried to kill him. They, didn't, they not only had plots, they had plans, and they were executing it. They were executing it. So we have to be reminded of what's going on and why. I believe Joseph knew that his siblings weren't his enemy. Sometimes we look at our family members and people that we love, and we look at them in a different light. We look at them like they're the enemy. They're not the enemy. The word says that weapons may form, but they shall not prosper. So his siblings were weapons that were being formed against him. They did not prosper. They did not prosper. They did not prosper because Joseph stayed the course. Genesis 39, 1 through 5 in the New King James Version. 
And it reads, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. Now remember, his brothers tried to kill him, but because God was with him, they couldn't even kill him. They couldn't kill him. It wasn't, it wasn't that, that, that there was one brother that didn't want him uh, dead, and that was Reuben. Reuben was like, no, we can't kill him. That's our brother. But it was because God had intervened. God intervened. God's intervening on every single thing, every situation, every circumstance, everything that you got going on. He's already intervened in it. All you got to do is just know that God is for you. He was with Joseph, but he lives in you and I. So therefore, no matter what you're growing through in your family, whether you're talking to them, whether you're not, just know that God has already intervened. He intervened before you showed up. He intervened before Joseph got to that uh, pit. He intervened before he got to the prison. He intervened before he got to the palace. You don't have to do anything but stay the course. Stay the course. Verse 2, it says, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. He was a successful man. But y'all know he was a slave. But he was a successful man. That 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 don't sound right, you know? That don't sound right in the natural. But God, God, God was with him. God knew what he was doing. God knew exactly what he was doing. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. You, you a slave in the house. You a slave in the house. You, there were plots on to kill you, to destroy you, but you were in the master's house. Hmm. There's no, there, there's no devil in hell that can pull, snatch, and take you out of the hands of God. It doesn't matter where you are. If God be for you, who can be against you? Verse 3 says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from, from the time that he, made, that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Now, because Joseph was, was better and not bitter, everybody was blessed. Everybody was blessed. God cannot use your bitterness, but he can use your betterness. He can use it. He can use it. But you have to be willing. You can't be concerned about the pits. I I said Joseph had three Ps. He had the pit. He had the prison. And he had the palace. There were three Ps. But you and I need to focus on the three Ps that God has given us which is promise, purpose, and power. That's our P's. That's our P's, promise, purpose, and power. He was in the pit, he was in prison, and he went to the palace. God is for you. It doesn't matter what's going on. We got to shift our thinking and not think because we're in a pit that God has left us there. He will never leave you. Just because you're in a pit, get some strength while you're in the pit. Get some some word while you're in the pit. Celebrate and praise while you're in the pit. That pit is not going to take you out. It's not going to break you. Only thing it's going to do is make you. If you want to be made and if you want to serve Christ wholeheartedly, if you want to be better and not bitter, then you serve God while you're in the pit. Somebody's watching you right now while you're in the pit. Show them who you are while you're in the pit. Don't wait till you get up out the pit. Don't wait till you get up out the pit. Every time you wait till you get out the pit, 
Why do you seem like you go back? Why are you reverting back to the pit? Because you didn't get strengthened while you were there. All you wanted was to be moved. All you wanted was somebody to see you. All you wanted was, all you wanted was, all you wanted. You, 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 I, I, I. God said, you do what I told you to do. There's a purpose for your life. There's a purpose for the pit. There's a plan. There's a promise. It is attached to you. He ain't going to take it back. He's not an Indian giver. He ain't going to give it to you and pull it back. When he gave it to you, hold on to it because it belongs to you. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. When you realize who you are, then there's no pit. There's no prison. There is nothing that's going to hold you in bondage. The only thing that's holding you in bondage, saints, is you. Your mindset, your thought process, looking at where you are. I don't care where I am. I do not care about a pit, about a prison. Only thing I'm concerned about is the promise that God made to me, my purpose that I'm walking in, and the power that he's placed on the inside of me. And I will not apologize for it, and neither should you. God is for you. You are powerful. You are anointed. You were created to rule and reign. Stop dumb downing on everything that God has placed on the inside of you. I don't care if you had a job changing trash. Do it with power. Do it with praise. Do it with the anointing. God, God created that. Somebody got to do it. Why not you? That's not where you're going to stay. And even if you stay there, there's a reason why you're there. Stop being so concerned about the what and be reminded of the why. Why you, you prayed to be there. And now that it's a what? Because somebody looking at you funny, you don't want to do it anymore. But somebody see you. His name is God. He sees you. He sees you. All I say is hold on to his unchanging hand. He is never going to leave you in the same place that he found you at. When you gave your life to Christ, you were on fire. You were telling everybody about your Jesus. Boy, you couldn't, you, you was, hey, let me tell you about my Jesus. Everybody need to know about the God I serve. Now, I don't want to go over here and I don't want people to think that I, I'm a Bible toter or a holy roller. I, I don't care what they think about you, me, and whoever, and the dog named Blue. God is for you. You got to rise up. You got to open your mouth. You got to show up in a room and shift the atmosphere. You are an atmosphere shifter. You can't go in an atmosphere and let it stay the same. You can't go in the atmosphere being the same. You got some things to do for Christ. You got to show up. I don't want to go there because they drink. Well, that's okay. You, just, you ain't got to do what they do. You have been put in there because there might be some darkness and you the light. Your family members doing this and that. We all got family but one time before it was you you was the family member you were the family member doing all of that but God still kept you so go back go back and pull them up out the pits you know we say oh Lord we don't judge we don't judge okay but you're being judgmental because they don't do what you do I, I look at it like this I'm happy people don't do what I do because then God can't use me fully because somebody else out here doing what I do, the way I do it. There's no clones. God created each one of us uniquely different. Right. Yes, Lord. Everybody. I don't care if somebody look like they're doing the same thing you do. I don't care if they look, sound like they're doing the same thing. But God put a spin on it just for you. He's put a spin on it just for him. He put a spin on it for the people you're going to reach. I can't reach the same people you reach. I don't know your circle. I know what you show me, what you tell me, so I can't stop because I think you doing something. I can't stop because I think you doing something. I got to keep moving and do what God called me to do. We are, we are doing kingdom care. We are supposed to be an impact in this earth. We're not just supposed to be in this earth just to sit and chill and, and go out to eat and do all of this good thing, which is all good. We can do all that. But we are supposed to be anointed to get out here and make a difference. You know, we're not sitting out here waiting for something to happen. We are the make something happen team. We are a team. We are uh, created and for destiny, for greatness. What's so great about you if you hide? What's so great about you if you don't show up? What's so great about you because you said something over there? It's time for us to rise up 
And, and listen, our character is always on trial. Always on trial. Every time you go in a room and you try to shift to, to fit into that room, you just messed up your character. You all over the place. You got to get steadfast, immovable, unshakable, unbreakable. That's your character. Stop moving to fit in the room. There was a, a commercial a while ago, and the people used to, uh, I don't know, it was something, medication, whatever it was, but the, the person, you could be watching the, the uh, commercial, and then you'll see somebody move out, but you couldn't see them because they, they looked just like the wall. Have anybody ever seen that or just me? You, they looked just like the wall. They didn't, when they stepped out, you're like, what, what is that? We're not supposed to blend in. We don't blend in. We stand out. We rise up. It doesn't matter. We are, I, we are ready for the fight. Every time a storm comes, you show who you are when you fall down. I, am, I don't care about a storm. I be look, I'm a storm chaser. I'm looking for the storm. Where the storm at? The storm over your house. I'm coming over there. Wherever the storm is, we storm chaser. We look for the fight because we got to hold up our sisters and brothers and ourselves. You know, don't ever forget to take care of you. Don't ever forget to take care of you. And always remember, self-care is not selfish. How are you going to get some, do some self-care on somebody when you can't, even, you can't even take care of yourself? It's time for us to do kingdom care. We got to go out and take care of God's kingdom. But we got to take care of ourselves first. You got to take care of your house. You got you to take care of your family. Genesis 39 and 6. We're going to read that from the New Living Translation. Joseph was going through some things all his life. But there's nowhere in that Bible that says he quit, he gave up, he stopped, no matter what. Genesis 39 and 6 reads, So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a, a thing except what kind of food to eat. Glory to God. He only worried about what kind of food he had to eat. Now, here's where the plot thickens. Here comes another character attack. You would think he done been in the pit. He done been in the prison. So he good, right? Y'all done been in the pit. Y'all done been in the prison. Y'all done been in the storm. I made it. I've arrived. No, listen. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built man. Okay, I'm... A... Yeah. So, you can be cute and handsome and all of that. The wrong people watching you, too. That's why you got to stay in, in your character. So, even though you may be in a season of overflow with your cute and handsome self. You in a season of overflow. You better not take your eyes off the fact that there's an enemy trying to kill you. Even in your cuteness, even in your handsomeness, there's an enemy still trying to kill you. As soon as you think that you have arrived and you're all good and you sit and you just put your feet up, here he comes. Here he comes. He's going to try to take you out by any means necessary. You cannot and will not, shall not, and uh, defeat devils that you play with. If you entertain them, you playing with them, you answering them, you serving them. I just want to let y'all know that. Amen. Every time the enemy come, you need to have a word from God to sh shut them down. I see... Um, you know, I went and had some things done, and this is just me saying this. I went and, you know, I was told that, um, that I have a generation because my mama had something, now I have it. That's a curse from the pits of hell. That's a curse straight up from the pits of hell. You are unique. You are who God called you to be. Only generational thing that you're doing is generational blessings. We don't even... We don't even subscribe to a generational curse. When I go to the doctor and they say, well, did your mama have, did your dad? I said, well, you can talk to them because I'm your patient and I ain't got none of it. <laughs> we got 
to start being bold with what we say. Stop allowing people to speak death into you when God has spoken life into you. Stop allowing people to sow seeds of discord in your life when God said that he's brought you out. You are a chain breaker. You are on fire for the Lord. There's something peculiar about you. You're a chosen generation. You're not chosen to be in the generation of lack, in the generation of not enough, in the generation of, of health issues and all of this. A diagnosis don't mean death. A diagnosis means that's something I got to call out. Give me a name. Give me a name. Give me, um, t- give me a name, devil, so I can call it out. That's how we got to be. We cannot continue to walk in this world and just letting things attach itself to us. Y'all know, I don't know if some of y'all know about Vaseline, right? (laughs) Vaseline, you know, before they got cocoa butter, we had Vaseline. And we would put Vaseline on us, you know, so we shouting and looking good. But everywhere you went, dirty, all that stuff was sticking on you. It was sticking on you. You got the Vaseline, you shining, but you got all this dirt and all this junk on you. That's how it looks in the world. Everywhere you go, you allowing dirt and junk and filth to just get on you. You taking all of that stuff home. You're taking all that stuff in your kingdom. You're rehearsing all of that stuff that you got out in the world. Just because somebody said it don't matter what anybody say, it does say it, didn't say it from the Lord, if it did not come from him, then it does not matter to me, it does not pertain to me, it cannot manifest inside of me, and I don't care who says what, I don't have to have a doctor's degree, I don't have to have a PH degree, I got a Jesus degree, and my Jesus degree is higher than any other degree that I can hold, it does not matter, and guess what, I am anointed. You are anointed. So it doesn't matter what anybody else says. If God told you to go, why are you still sitting? If God told you to go serve, why are you still sitting? You're waiting for somebody else to confirm what God told you? But then you want to say you heard from God. You heard from them people. (laughs) You know, um... Everything that Joseph used, it was for, it was not for his, for him. And I might be the only one in here. I'd be the only one a lot of times. It don't even matter to me, but I might be the only one. When I used to hear, this ain't for you. It's bigger than you. It's more than you. And I was like, well, Jesus, I'm four foot nine. Can I be bigger than something? Can something, can I outgrow something? Can it be about me today? If Joseph had that thought process, nobody would have been saved, set free, or delivered. Because he had the, because he knew that something was bigger than him, because he knew that God was with him, he stayed the course, he stayed in character. He didn't care because, now they said Joseph was handsome. Now they ain't say what Potiphar's wife looked like, I just read over that because I think I got stuck when it said he was so handsome and well-built. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know what, what Potiphar's wife looked like but because it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It did not matter to him. He stayed the course. He, he ran from her. Some of us are sitting and letting people just dump junk in our lives, telling us who we are, telling us what we can't have, telling us what we can't do, and we're just sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, it's time for you to say, oh, the devil is a lie. Me and my husband had this conversation on our way, on our way um, to church, and this is the thing. People are telling him who he is, and he said, well, God said. I might not, you might not see what God see, but I say what God said, especially when it comes to me and my household. Don't let somebody tell you your children bad. I'm training my children. So it don't matter what you see in the little few hours you got them. I got them all the time. I'm trying to be better, not bitter. You know, Every time someone tries to attack our character and say things about things in our household, well, your marriage, your marriage looks like this. Well, that, that, that's all right. Because, see, marriage is sacred. It's something that God put together. 
And anybody in here that's married and you thinking that it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be palace all the time, well, I'm here to tell you, it's gonna be some pits, it's gonna be some prisons, it's gonna be some shakeup, it's gonna be all of that. But in the end, God placed us together. So if he placed us together, there's no devil in hell that can move us. It's only how we see it. We are looking at the what. The what, it looks hard. The what, he don't understand. She don't understand. What's the why? Why did you get married? Go back to your why. Go back to your why. Why did you move towards God? Why did you get saved? Why did you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and then you weren't going to serve him? Why did you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you ain't going to believe nothing he said? Why did you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you need confirmation from everybody in in every situation? Why did you make a decision to be in the family of Christ and sit? This is not a sitting kingdom. This is not a sitting kingdom. Sometimes we look at our family and, and we, stay, we stay focused on some things that happened 30 years ago. Well, why you don't, why you're not talking to your sister or your brother? I don't even remember. I don't remember what she said. I don't remember what they said, but I ain't talking to them. I ain't talking to them. I don't have nothing for them. You got to stop con- con- confusing what they did to your why. Why are you there? I don't look at what they did and what they said and and why they did it. I look at why God put me in this family. And I have to continue to ask him, what in the world? Because my mom and them, y'all, don't nobody share this with them. But I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm like, my mom and them, them, they be, it's a lot. You, You know what I'm saying? So I have to ask God, God, why am I here? God, what's my assignment? Even when I go to a, on a vacation, family reunion, whatever the case may be, a phone call, I still have to ask God, what's the why? It's okay to ask God, why am I here? What, what, what am I bringing to the table? What is, what is it that I'm supposed to be sharing? And what am I supposed to be receiving? Because it's always an exchange. Sometimes we always want to go with a word. We got a word. We some word got people. <laughs> we always have a word for somebody. But you never get the word in you. Get the word for you. Every time, you know, you've heard, I've heard people say, you know, I was doing good. I woke up. I was praying and I was talking to God and he was giving me all this good information. And soon as I got to work, she tried me. He tried me. And they took me out my character. They did not take you out your character. That is your character. As soon as, you know, as soon as somebody say to you, you in the spirit, you was at that job because you prayed for the job. Now you're ministering to people on the job and now they see you as the saint that you are the saint that you are, they see you. And just when somebody was going to come and talk to you about a situation, a circumstance that they had, they get to you before they can even even ask you about your Jesus. You said, girl, you know what that that boss man told me? He told me that I was ugly and my mama then was ugly too. And I cussed and I fussed and I showed out up in that place and I walked out. Now remember, that was the what. Here comes the why. She wasn't coming to you for that. He wasn't coming to you for that. They was coming to ask you about your Jesus. They can't ask you about your Jesus and nothing else because you failed the test. Every time we fail a test and we have to retake that test because God is a God of multiple chances. He's not a God of one and done. He's a God that will continue to give us chances. And so when it, when it comes time again for that test, you got to remember who you are. Stop uh, thinking that because they said who you are, or they said you ugly, or they said they don't like you, or they said, they said, they said, you got to remember why them they says coming to you. There's something on the inside of each and every one of you that's attracting them to you. There's something on the inside of you that's showing that, that the devil is trying to get you to shut up about. There's something on the inside of you and you and you that is attracted to the people of God. We are part of the body of Christ. We got two, two arms. This one arm is down. 
part of the body. You can do a lot with one arm, but you can do more with two. We don't talk about when the body, when someone in the body of Christ is down. What we do is we pray it back in order. We pray it back in order. We pray for each other. We encourage each other. We lift up each other. We, we show up for each other. We, we are, all of us, even while we're in here, even if you listen on the podcast, we're connected. We're connected by the blood of Jesus. You're covered in the blood, by the blood of Jesus. There's no mistake in you. There's no mistake about you. There's no devil in hell that can sip you and take you out. But you got to get in a situation where you can stop complaining when God is pruning you. We're complaining about the pruning process. And then when something comes and moves us off, we're, we're taken aback. If it ain't no surprise to God, it ain't no surprise to me. When things show up at your house, it was allowed to show up at your house. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter the how come. All, all you need to know is it was allowed. So therefore, God has already uh, infused me with the power to change this, to shift this situation, to learn something from it, to grow from it. But we look at it like, Lord God, take the cup from it. Not your will, Jesus, but mine. <laughs> Joseph said, not your will. Jesus said, not your will. Not my will, but your will. We flip that. Not your will, God, but mine. I don't want to do this. I'm tired of this. Why do I keep going through the same situation? We keep asking God that, but we will never ask ourselves nothing. Ask yourself why you still where you are. You should be a shape shifter. It's time for you to shift yourself from those pits to the palace. You have power, you have purpose, and you already have a promise. Nothing and no one is going to take that from you. If you're not using it, you know you heard the, the saying, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Use your power because the devil, the devil, he wants to use it and he can't. No matter what is going on with you, I came to tell you that you are above and not beneath. I came to tell you to be free. I came to tell you to shake up hell. Shake hell up. Let hell know that you have, a, you have risen up. You are awake. Even though we're walking around here, you're sleeping. You're sleeping on your assignment. You're sleeping on your purpose. You're sleeping on the promise. You're sleeping on your anointing. You're sleeping on every single thing that God said rise up and show up in you. Don't sit down and take what's being presented to you. It's like you, you go to a buffet. You go to a buffet, they don't tell you you can only eat the chicken and you can only eat uh, the green beans. But then they got collard greens and they got all this other meat, but you can't, they tell you you can't eat it. You will show out up in them people's place. <laughs> I have come to partake in every single thing that's before me. That's how you got to be about God. I have come to partake in every promise that he made to me. I have come to partake in everything that he said belongs to me. I don't care who's coming up against it. You're not greater than the God that I serve. You're not going to stand in my way. You better move or you're going to get rolled over because I'm going for mine. I'm taking every single thing back that I think the enemy stole. You messing with my children, you going to mess with me. You messing with my friends, you messing with me. You messing with my family members, you messing with me. And I'm on fire for Christ and I am not going to stand by and let you do it. Y'all got to get some stand up in you. Don't let him go in the family. God planted you in and you're sitting while he's destroying, while he's killing, while he's taking, while he's shaking, while he's doing all of that. Who are you? You are the most high. You are, you are children of the most high God. You power shows up when you show up. You stop sitting and allowing the enemy to do what he want to do all up in your business. He got to leave your business. But if you give him your business and you sit and you don't move and you just allow him to do what he want to do, then you keep going to the buffet eating that one thing. That's what you do. But you know what? It's time for us to look around and remember why. Why did I start? I did not start to stay where I am. I did not start to stand down. I did not start to be confused. I did not start to have my character shaken and shifted. I did not start for my family members not to, to um, be blessed. 
I did not do that. God said that we're blessed to be a blessing. If you're blessed to be a blessing, then what are you blessing? Your family will be better if you're not bitter. If you're bitter about anything, it doesn't matter if it's your family that, uh, that you're not bitter against. If you are bitter, God can't use your bitterness. God is not going to send a bitter person not to, to minister to another bitter person. If you're going for the uh, pity party with your bitterness, you're a, a bitter event planner. And every time somebody bitter, you take your event planning bitterness self over there so that you can co-sign with them, so you can tell them how your bitterness is better than their bitterness, how your bitterness is great. Oh, you, you, was in the pit. you was in the pit for one day, I was in the pit for two days. Every time. Your bitterness got to top somebody else. How about your betterness top them? How about your betterness show up? How about your God shows up? How about you show them who you are? How about you take your, your better event planning situation and job to them? You don't go, every time we go to a pity party dressed up in bitterness, then all we're doing is magnifying hell and the grave. That's not what, Jesus didn't die for that. Jesus did not die for that. He died so that we can be in this time, in this season, in this minute, in this second, so we can pull them up out of there. We are chain breakers. God is the light in the darkness. He shall not be moved. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. And sometimes you say, God, where are you? And God say, I'm right here where I, where I told you to stay planted at. You move. He's not moving. If he's in you, then he's for you. Amen. All you have to do is remember who you are. Don't let anybody tell you who you are. But you got to know who you are. You have to know who you are. You have to know who you are. How do you know who you are? Ask God. I know my name. But I also know who God calls me. You don't know your purpose. You might be walking in your purpose right now. You might be sitting on your purpose right now. You don't know that because you're not moving. This is a movement. The word of God says that he orders your footsteps. I didn't, I didn't read anywhere in there where it says he orders your standing still. If it's in there, somebody show it to me. But I know he orders your footsteps. So that means you need to be moving. Move, saints, move. Move, move, move. Move. It's so ironic how when God tells us to move, we stand still. When God tells us to stand still, that's when we're moving. We're out of order. It's time for us to get ourselves back in order. Get back in alignment. You're a little off. You're moving to the left. You're moving to the right. When God says, stand up, put your shoulders back, put your crown on, and let's walk this life out in victory. And then we're picking up people on the way. Pick them up. You see your sister, your brother down, don't just step over them, pick them up and put them on your shoulder. Let's go. We're going to ride this all the way to glory because we are chosen. There's some angels wondering, who are these people? Answer the question for you. When you asking God something, the angels that he's assigned, you got angels assigned. I see the angels all around y'all. Y'all got angels assigned to you. Angels, as soon as you have a talk, as soon as you say, well, I, I feel, okay, them angels coming to strengthen you. But sometimes the angels are coming because we're praying and we're believing God for some things. Here they come, they come, and they come, and then we say, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Them, they got to go. They not, they not coming because you confused. They not coming because you changed what you prayed for. They not coming because now you're cursing what God said he blessed. They not coming to sit and be uh, pity party planners with you. They're not coming to do that. You got to stand your own ground. Genesis 50 and 20 in the easy read version says, it is true that you plan to do something bad to me, but really... God was planning good things. God's plan was to use me to save the lives of many, and that has happened. Mm. In the end, Joseph was sold into his purpose. Every time you get in a situation, you want to come up out of it. But how, how many of you know, you might be sold into that promise, 
into that position. Because sometimes we don't even move. We won't move. We won't move. We won't move. And if you don't move, then you're not, God can't use your non-movement. So you have to move. And sometimes he'll send a little help. It might be your brother's trying to put you in a pit. It might be uh, the, the, the woman trying to come after your man. It might be whatever. It might be whatever it is, but God can use whatever comes up. It does not matter because somebody don't like you and they put you in a pit. That's all right. God is coming to pull you up. He's going to send somebody. He's, did he, he sent somebody along the journey for Joseph. He sent somebody. There's always a ram in the bush. You're not on this island by yourself. You're not in this world by yourself. You're not in the, walking this life out by yourself. He's always sending help. Every single time help comes, just look at, don't think everybody, let me tell you, you ain't doing all that to everybody in your business. Everybody that, everybody's not trying to get your business. Somebody has been sent by God to assist you so it can pull you up out of the pit that you are in. Every single time somebody comes, don't always think that they're in your business. Sometimes they're about God's business. Sometimes they've been sent there so you don't stay where you at. Sometimes in late in the midnight hours when you're pondering what you're doing and why you're doing, God will send somebody across your path. It might be a text. It might be a phone call. It might be a word. It might be a plan. It could be anything. It could be anything. They don't, might don't have to call you and say, thus said the Lord in John 3.16 said this. They might call and say, hey, I just was checking on you. Right. Hey, what you doing? We all want to look for a, a mighty word and so a roar and thunder, and God say, hey, this right here is what they need. So, so just, yes, you don't need to tell everybody your business, but you do need to tell somebody because everybody in the body of Christ is connected. Everybody that's in the body of Christ, you don't need to be sharing everything, but you do need to be praying about everything. Hmm. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible, and it says God is perfecting everything that concerns us. Um, if God is perfecting everything that concerns you, why are you sitting and, and waiting and a hoping and a praying and a wishing that your family would change and wishing that this happened? Why are you, you're not the wish maker. You're not the, you're not the person that, that is going to wish for a different family. I, I might tell my age, but y'all remember Jeannie when she used to do this and things change? We don't have a genie in a bottle. We have a God, and, and, and he reigns and he rules. And he's going to shift some things in your life. But, but God is not going to make you do anything. If you're believing God for something, saints, if you're believing God for something right now, just know he knows. I'm believing God for some things that I ain't told nobody, not even my husband. But God knows, and I know he knows. He heard me the first time. I remember one time. I was praying about the same thing about 20 years, I don't know, every time it just kept seeming like the same thing was coming up all the time. And I'm like, I'm fasting, I'm praying, why does this keep showing up? What's going on? And you know, God told me, he said, Dawn, I heard you the first time. I heard you the very first time. We don't have to continue to go because I'm going to tell you, for me, it, I'm begging. We can't, we can't turn our personal prayer life into a begging session. God, when God heard what you said the first time you said it, now it's time for you to stand on what he said, and it's time for you to stand on what you believe. Because if you don't believe it, why do you think you're not, why do you think you're not receiving it? There's some situation that's, oh, I want a job. Okay, I, I don't. I want a job. <laughs> I, you want a job. You believe in God for a job, but you won't even fill out an application. You won't show up. At, if they give you an interview, you won't show up. And then you say, well, God, I've been praying and asking you for, for this job. Well, there's something that you got to do. 
I want to see my family members changed. I want to see them saved. I want to see them set free. I want to see them delivered. But you won't even go around them with your holy self so that they can see Christ on the inside of you so they can move from the situation and circumstance that they're in because they don't have an example. You are the example. If you never show up, that's why they're stuck. Because God planted you. He didn't, he didn't put you in a family just so you can say your last name is Austin. He didn't, he didn't do that. He did that because there's something in the Austins that you are going to give and receive. Don't try to get out your family. Get in your family. Be the light in that family. There's a time to ponder the why. But when you're enduring a pit, it's time to remember that why. Sometimes we're pondering the why out of season. And when you ponder that why so much out of season, it can make you bitter. It can make you bitter. You are the why. You're also the what. God created you to rule and reign. Don't stand down when he tells you to rise up. Don't be concerned about how people receive stuff. You're not in the receiving department. You are in the department of giving out what God has placed on the inside of you. Some of us are walking around here so full. Yeah, we look, we might look slim or whatever the case may be, but we're wobbling with the word. We got so much word in us and we won't drop none of it off. All we doing is walking past people, hiding from people in Walmart, just doing all kinds of stuff because we don't want to tell them what God told me to tell them. We hide and we just doing all of these things and God said, but I, I, but I, I sent them to you. I sent them on aisle six. I knew you was going to be on. Why you running to aisle five? I told you to stay on aisle six because I'm going to send a lady or a man across your path. But you running and you hide because you got to get in and out. Ain't no get in and out when we serving God. If we're in the people business, we do people all day, every day. If you're blessed to be a blessing, what are you blessing? The only way you're going to be better is if you're not bitter. You might don't think you're bitter, but you have a conversation with some people in your family. And they might tell you why they get saved. Every time you come around us, you, you yell at us, you tell us that we out of, you tell us all of this stuff, all of this stuff, you act like you're better than us, you act this and that. That's why. That's one of the reasons. I ain't got time to tell y'all the other reason. Y'all know them. Y'all know what y'all do when y'all get around your family. You know what you say when you get when you get around your family and you get behind closed doors. And then when you bring your family members around people, you bring them around people, and then you do this. Let me just tell you about my folks before before we uh, sit down. Let me just tell. What you don't need to make no excuse for them. Let them be free so you can be free. The person, the people that you're bringing them around, they might have, they might tell them the same thing you told them, but they couldn't receive it from you because you're doing the same thing that you used to do back in the day. It just looked different. You put a jacket on, you know, you put some shoes on, you dressed it up. Back in the day, you used to be barefoot with no jacket on. And now that you don't got yourself dressed up, now you think, okay, I'm going to tell them this and they're going to have to receive from me. God prepares people hard to receive from you. That's why you need to, to go and talk to who he tells you to. He didn't tell you to say something to this person, that person. If he told you a word for one person, stop with that one person. Oh, when that one person light up because you said something good, now there you go. You trying to run down the whole road and tell everybody, thus said the Lord, all out of order. They can't receive anything because that wasn't your assignment. We cripple the body of Christ when we try to do everybody's assignment. And it doesn't matter because there's a void. You, you, look, you looking at a void, God looking at an opportunity. You look at it as it's a void, but God see it as an opportunity. And that is, that's what's going to put us together. Every opportunity we have to serve God, that's what we should do, but never out of order. Because when you're doing things out of order, you're going to get bitter and not better. Mm, mm, mm. All I know is you are the advantage. 
And I pray that today you're going to be better. You're going to watch yourself. All the time we're watching other people. It's time to flip that mirror around and look at you. What are you putting out? You know, a lot of times when people come to us and we, you know, because I used to say this, well, I don't know why they're telling me off like that. I didn't sow that seed. Right. But then I had to look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, well, maybe I did. Because if it was allowed for them to come and say some things to me, there's some things I look at. There's some things in me that I need to, to get out of me. There's some things in you you need to get out of you. Stop complaining during the pruning process. Stop, when God is downloading things, stop turning off your vices. Your device is your mindset, your heart. You turn that off when God is trying to download something. You turn it off midway because you don't like it, because it's not comfortable, because you feel like it's not you. Well, if it's sent to you, if it's allowed, then there's some things that you need to grow in. There's some things you need to get out of you. There's some things you need to kick some dust off. You don't went to the beach and brought that dust and that sand in your house. And those are the things you need to get out of you. There are some things that you need to get out. There are some things that, that are going on with you. It's how you look at things. When you, when, uh, the word says you have to renew your mind daily. A lot of us aren't doing that. We ain't renewing our mind yearly. <laughs> and then we wonder why we're stagnant. We wonder why we're not in a different position. We wonder why we still look the same as we did yesterday and the day before. It's because you're not allowing God to download everything that he has for you. You're stopping them every time you get uncomfortable. You don't go around this family member because they make you uncomfortable. Uh, a, a pastor at our church used to say, if you kick a dead man, he won't move. Every time you get kicked, you're moving. But if you're, if you're in Christ, then you die to the old ways. You have become new in Christ Jesus. Your newness can't look like your oldness. You got to learn how to stand up and walk in this new life that God has given you. I just, every time I, I feel I'm moving out of order, I just remember Jesus paid the price for me. Jesus thought I was to die for. So it don't matter why other people think I'm living or how I'm living. Jesus thought I was to die for. He thought every one of you was to die for. So it don't matter what anybody come and say about you. It doesn't matter what they say to you. It don't matter if, if you're ministering to somebody or if God told you to go tell somebody something and they tell you off and they do whatever, you still planted a seed. Well, God, I don't know why you sent me over there. You knew that they, they was going to show why. Yes, he did. But the seed got planted. You don't always have to plant water and then, because if you plant in water, then you're going to want the glory. And your story is not, your story then won't be for his glory. People don't always want to hear your story. They want to hear about his glory. Right. Share Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for the word. I thank you, Lord God, that every person in here, Lord God, that they receive this word, and Lord God, they will, con they will walk it out in victory. I thank you, Lord God, that no one in here will be bitter. Everybody's getting better and better every single day. I thank you, Lord God, as I pray in Ephesians 3.20 over their lives. I thank you, Lord God, that you will continue, Lord God, to minister to them. You will continue to show them who they are in you. I thank you, Lord God, that they will have revelation knowledge of you. They will have a relationship with you, and they will not partake in relation slips. They will not partake in things that you did not call them to partake in. I thank you, Lord God, that as we uh, continue to receive every promise that you've made, which is over 7,000 promises, that we will partake in every single one of them. We will get in your word. We will get in your presence. And Lord God, we will walk in our purpose with power because you promised us this life. And Lord God, I just thank you right now. I thank you, Lord God, for each person. I thank you, Lord God, that every person in here has been free. They are delivered. They are whole. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that lives on each and every person that lives on the inside of them. 
will minister to them now in the name of Jesus. I can come and give a word, but I can't make them live the word. So, Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, just touching and agreeing with my sisters and brothers, that no matter what the situation is, no matter what it sounds like, all is well in the name of Jesus. It might not look well. It might not sound well. But, Jesus, you came and you finished it, and all is well. No more complaining. No more sitting in comfort zones. Lord, you've given us a charge today, a charge for movement. We're going to see a, a nation rise up in our time, standing on the wall, standing at the, on the battlefield, protecting and covering our families. And we pray for every person that's in here. We pray for all of their family members because they made a decision to love and serve you. No one gets left behind. So, Lord God, I just thank you that the chains are breaking now in all of these families. I thank you, Lord God, that you're sending skillful soul winners across each and every person's path to minister and water the seeds that we've already planted. And Lord, we just give you glory and honor for it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.